Tonight on Between Light, Shadow, Science, and Superstition, we're going to cover the uh, Season 1 and Season 2 of Jordan Peele's um, series. Now, what I'm going to do is cover the uh, basically my, uh, my least favorite episode to my best-liked episode in uh, each particular season. So, we're going to start with Season 1, and we're going to jump right into the episode right now without further ado. So, um, my 10th uh, least liked or favorite episode of The Twilight Zone was The Wonder Time. And this was episode 5. And it was just one of those episodes that just rubbed me the wrong way from the very beginning. Um, the From the kid himself, it was just something was just not quite right. And of course, this is The Twilight Zone. So, that's what we usually get with, with The uh, Twilight Zone. Now... Um, you know, it was, of course, this was a kind of like a glaring pointing to the man child that we have now in office, which is, um, uh, heading out of office, <laughs> um, as I record this particular episode. And, um, this episode definitely was political and, you know, because it was a political, it was about, you know, political office and things like that. So of course it was highly political. But it was um, political in the way it was set up, which is which is fine to a to a certain extent. But it was just the way it it, it was it was um, just set up. Um, the child actor, I mean, he did great, but it it was just certain things within the uh, episode, whether or not it was the the characters. I think a lot of the things that bothered me with this was actually the the uh, payoff towards towards the end. So just not one of my favorite episodes overall. There were a lot of things, and I'm gonna dive deep into this um, over on my uh, Patreon page. If you guys go over there, and you know we're gonna dive deep into this episode. But there was just a lot of things I just not like, and this was one of my least uh, favorite episodes. And number nine. Um, this was episode number one, and it was called The Comedian. And I I liked elements of this, and this is why this it earns the spot number nine. Um, I liked elements within this episode, but it was just so, so uh, overdone. It was too long. I would say it probably was about 20 to 25 minutes longer than it probably should have been because there was a lot of things that that were redundant within the episode and we kept hearing and seeing and doing the same things over and over again and there were a lot of things that just could have been left out little details here and there but i really uh i really did like the uh the the playing homage to the shining towards the the very end with the uh wall and if you haven't seen the episode yet i'm not giving away too many uh, too many details within, you know, explaining why I liked or didn't like these particular episodes. So if you haven't gone and, you know, seen the, um, yeah, this is the first episode, so <laughs> pretty sure you haven't probably seen any of it, but you can really watch, um, some of these, uh, episodes out, out of order, but there are definitely links between the episodes. And if you're really watching, you'll really, uh, pick up on a lot of that. There'll be certain, uh, things that they use from one episode to the other, or there'll be certain uh, small characters that you'll see in the background. And of course, season one, it has a whole through character, which you really have to pay attention 
uh, you have to pay attention to. So anyway, heading into uh, episode eight, which was uh, season, I'm sorry, episode two, uh, Nightmare at 30,000 uh, uh, feet. I keep wanting to say square feet. This, uh, I like the setup on this. It, it was, um, it was very intriguing at first, and but it was just that somewhat of that that ending that I maybe I just just haven't completely fully understood what was going on. But um, this was one of the actually episodes that I actually covered before I uh, pulled the plug on doing the um, the the newer episodes in full in full length, and before they all moved over to uh uh patreon page but um i like the, the the setup and you know of course there was easter eggs all throughout this from the troll on the beach to the uh uh mp3 player recorder whatever he was using um one on the plane um there was a throwback to the uh whipple brand and some other brands um from the original uh, classic uh, Twilight Zone episode, so I really thought that was uh, great, and he was intriguing, and the way he played out, you know, played the character out uh, throughout the episode was was good, but it just didn't draw me in enough for this to get even into my uh, top five. All right, number seven, and this was actually the final episode, episode ten, called "The Blurry Man" with Zazie Beetz. He's one of my favorite. Um, um, and we had some other uh, notable characters, um, actors that um, that were within this episode, and they did a great job with a small amount. And just breaking that that um, that that fourth wall, as uh, Serling himself did on the final episode of the original series. If you go back and watch the uh, the final episode in the first season, you'll see that he actually broke that fourth wall and became a part of the story itself and this was one of the things that i thought really was uh was done well then and this was actually done well now and when by the time we get to this particular story with which is the 10th story um in this first season we see a through line throughout the entire uh season and then it kind of like pulls you back through every single episode until this. So that was one of the things that it did very well. As he beats, of course, there are certain things with the the overly um, overt paranormal um, aspects to this episode that probably didn't have to be done. But I can see where it was done for the storytelling effect and trying to uh, throw you off of the scent for a bit. So that in itself was was OK. It was for storytelling. So. But, um, yeah, that was my um, seventh episode. Okay, number six. It's called uh, The Blue Scorpion. <clears throat> and this is, was uh, episode number nine. And this is basically about, uh, about uh, gun rights, uh, gun management, and just this in the U.S. Um, and it was re- really, really one of the... Uh, the episodes where I didn't like it at first, but I watched it a few more times uh, thereafter, and I really loved the character and just the draw of the gun itself and just the mystery behind everything. It was really intriguing, and I think this is one of those episodes maybe I may like 
a little bit more as time goes on and I watch it more because there are episodes of the classic Twilight Zone episodes um, that I did not, um, in that classic series that I did not like. Uh, but now I like even more so the older I've gotten, the more I understand them. And, you know, and that's a good thing about good storytelling. You know, at first it may be a little bit jarring, but then you finally find more things within the 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 storytelling aspect of the way they're building a, a world. And it seems as if they are building a world not only within this particular episode, but in the episodes overall. All right, so number five, six degrees of freedom. I always want to say separation. And this was episode uh, six from season one. Now, this episode was, I, I love this because it was like, a, um, it was, like I said, it made my top five. It was Space Odyssey. Uh, it, it, it was uh, Star Trek. It was all of these uh, different things, uh, place, um, space exploration and it was just wonderfully uh the set design was was perfect the actors were all great everything played uh well together <laughs> to oversimplify everything like i said i don't want to get into deep um deep uh, explanation on a lot of things because if you haven't seen some of these episodes i'd like you to go and explore it and understand a lot of this um yourself but this was definitely a a episode where it really expanded your mind and at towards the end the end really it feels like it doesn't pay off at first but then you look at it and you examine it and it really really does all right episode number four not all men and this was um this was not all men and this was episode number seven now if you guys are wondering if i sound a little bit different i've had a little bit of um uh, sinus uh, problems going on here not to put that out there so that's a little bit different um, for time to time throughout this podcast um, episode you know that's why but I really want to get this episode out because I've been you know I've been on hiatus for about a um, for about uh, a week now you know a little, a little over a week and a half so I want to go ahead and get uh, an episode um, episode out because I wanted to get one out last week but it just things just got crazy but I'm getting the episode out we're gonna go through it and you know I'm gonna have to pause and edit and do all that fun stuff until we get through the episode but stay with me and please stay tuned <laughs> okay all right so not all men um this is my number four on the list and this was episode number seven this was one of my favorite episodes it was um just people going crazy men going crazy and then you know and had some undertones of the um the uh the me too movement in there which was great of course this was a political uh episode as well but i really really loved uh what they did with this and it just drove everyone absolutely crazy and it was some really intense moments there was some horror and you can really tell where jordan peele he um he really shined throughout this episode with the uh, producing and things like that and some of the uh, maybe direction on certain things um, within the episode. Of course, we have different directors, but he um, he really, really uh, shined within um, this particular episode and what he was trying to do. So I love this uh, this episode. Like I said, the, the intensity was there. there. There was even some drama, some uh, even some 
um, comedic moments, um, some off-putting moments, too. There was a little bit of everything in this episode, and I loved it. All right, episode, um, sorry, number three, A Traveler, and this is episode number four. This was one of my uh, favorite episodes. Now, now, if you really, really sit back and you look at this episode, this episode is, um, it really has ties in to my number one, which we'll get to in a moment. But A Traveler, this was, I love the whole uh, Native uh, people versus the colonizers. This was basically what this was about in alien invasion, um, invaders, invasions, and of course there was uh, Easter eggs galore, and just the way it was acted, and just the way it was creepy, and just just a little bit un unsettling um, from basically from the very beginning, because you're trying to figure out exactly what's going on in this little small town in Alaska. And I just love this this uh, this episode. It, it was the um, it's probably the first official unofficial uh, Christmas episode within this new iteration of the Twilight Zone. So I really really uh, really liked what they were doing. Of course, everything is in the Twilight Zone is a little bit um, off kilter a little bit. I'm gonna be drinking some uh, tea and coffee as I'm going through to get me through the episode. Okay, so enough of me about me number two point of origin episode eight and this was basically about immigration and how we treat uh immigrants when they when they come here and how we make them feel so this was one of those uh episodes where i just thought that it was done really well and it put people that normally wouldn't be in a situation put them in a situation and made them feel a certain type of way which was not comfortable at all it made them look through a another person's uh, eyes and see the world the way they see or have seen the world for so long and this was excellently uh, crafted and it was done so well and it was so tense and it was just the imagery was perfectly uh, set and perfectly done. All right, number my uh, number one, my favorite episode from the first season, and it was episode number three, which actually, if you go back and look at what they did, they actually, this was actually supposed to be episode number one. And for certain reasons, I wanted it to be the first episode but then there are certain things where I was like, well, you know what? This should have been, um, <laughs> this should have been, you know, definitely where it was at. And I, I really wanted to be number one. But once you start off this high, there's really nowhere to go. So I can see why they put it at number three. It's kind of like get you, you know, basically in a, in a more comfortable, because this was a heavy, um, heavy, heavy episode. It was really uh, really heavy and it was has to do with uh, the black experience and you know and at the time um, when I was reviewing this particular episode and I did a whole like literally an hour and a half episode on this um, the commentary and everything um, this episode really did uh, was timely at the time to say the uh, to say the least it was very uh, very timely and that was earlier uh, earlier this year of 2020 which has been one of the crazier years I've ever seen nothing is normal nothing is normal 
and for this to be the most normal thing you could see which really is is scary and i was watching another series called lovecraft uh, country and i'm probably gonna cover that in a in a uh, podcast uh later on if they get picked up for a season two i'm waiting to see if they get picked up for a season two but season one did uh very well and i really like that but i'm gonna talk about that a little bit later i'm not gonna jump on that train but yeah this was a um this was not dealing with just the twilight zone itself but this is dealing with the black experience and and just no matter what this young man and his mother did the consequences always came back to a certain consequence of another person's bias uh, views on this you know these people of color and i thought it was done excellently um to from the brother being brought in as sort of a Harriet Tubman, char- um, Tubman character to them being at the school to just so many other things that led up to this, you know, to, to the, you know, recorder to a lot of the Easter eggs within the episode. I thought it was done uh, and crafted well. And like I said, there was a little snail that crossed the road when they were driving of course, there were Easter eggs um, throughout, but there was a snail that kept crossing the road, and and I, I kept thinking about back to the episode called A Traveler. Now, the ah, I don't really want to spoil it, but I'm gonna have to spoil these um two particular episodes because they're linked together. And basically, the traveler in the episode A Traveler was oh the aliens were basically a snail-like character. So I'm thinking, huh, did they just do that just for fun? Or is there something else that's going to come later on, maybe in the third season or build on? Because they built a lot of um, of the world crafting within uh, this world. And they did that in the original series as well. If you look at some of the things, there's a lot of things that are, uh, that are linked to each other. So we'll just have to uh, see. All right, I'm going to take a uh, brief break, and then we're going to head into season two of Jordan Peele's um, episodes, and we're going to cover my least favorite to my most liked episodes from season two. And I'll be right back after we hear these brief messages from Rod Serling. Twilight Zone. Brought to you by Pell-Mell Famous Cigarettes. Over, under, around, and through, Pell-Mell travels pleasure to you. Twilight Zone was brought to you tonight by Kleenex Tissues. The only tissue that gives you so much. The soft, strong tissue with the Kleenex touch. The Twilight Zone is brought to you tonight by the perfect coffee on the modern scene. New Aroma Roast Senka Coffee. The Twilight Zone is brought to you by the new Polaroid 10-second automatic camera. Only three buttons to push. One, two, three, and in just 10 seconds, a finished picture. Now we're going to jump into season two of Jordan Peele's 
uh, the Twilight Zone episodes, which I've ranked from my uh, least favorite episodes to my most liked episodes. All right, so number 10, we're going to start with You Might Also Like. And this was episode 10. This was the final episode um, of season two. I just did not like this episode whatsoever. It was just, um, <laughs> it's just so, just so weird. And I like weird, you know, but it was just, it, for me, it just didn't make a lot of sense in certain places. And I get what it was trying to say, maybe that, you know, what we want sometimes is not what we need or whatever. But I just did not like any of the episode from the very beginning. There was even the the big reveal, which a lot of you may know um, about this episode. It just felt cheesy. It just felt like they were just doing it just to be doing it. This was actually, honestly, you know, now some of the scenery was, was great towards the end. But I... Ah, oh, man, this was a bad episode. Even when they tried to do the comedy within, it just fell flat. It just did not fit anything else that I thought was within the Twilight Zone. It did not feel like a Twilight Zone episode, um, for sure. It felt like maybe a parody of a Twilight Zone episode. It just did not feel natural. It did not feel good. There was just something about this episode outside of what I've already said. It just didn't feel like it. Uh, I can't even begin to just the this thing. I've never thought that I would dislike an episode of the Twilight Zone more than I disliked this episode. And this was supposed to be the grand, um, I guess the grand finale for this second series, uh, the second season. It was supposed to be kind of like a big reveal and, oh, you know, this is what it was. And it just fell flat all the way through from we get the, you know, I'm not going to say what it was, but it just fell flat on every avenue. Even the storytelling element for me, it just did not, did not work. There was, as far as I'm concerned, other than the, the, ending scene in Jordan's Peele, uh, Jordan Peele's narration towards the end, even that, for me, a little bit fell flat, although that was the best thing, which is not saying much for, um, for the episode, and I love Jordan Peele, I love everything that, that he pretty much he's, he's done, but this episode just did not do it for me at all, and if I could omit this episode, I would. All right, number nine, A Human Face. This was episode number seven. And this was a human face. It started off great, and then a lot of things just did not make sense with the episode. It was great to see um, some Law & Order um, uh, cast members there, and... The child actor, uh, which was, she was playing a child actor, she uh, she did very well with the way she played and the way she changed up her uh, her cadence and uh, her acting ability and just how she perceived how she was perceived uh, to the audience. Just the way she did everything, she did that perfectly. Um, the acting was was great. 
I don't know if it was just the storytelling. It was just maybe... It wasn't on the nose. It was just too... It was left too open, I think, in certain in certain aspects, if, if I can say that. And that was one of the things I just, you know, didn't understand with this episode. And some of the episodes are left a little bit too open and don't button things up a little bit, you know. And maybe that's just me. Maybe that's, that's just me just not, you know, understanding certain things. But I, I, I think I have a pretty good grasp on certain things. And I, and I get the whole alien thing and, you know, and the horror aspect of it, which which was great. I mean, there were some redeeming things to it. Of course, the Easter eggs throughout it was wonderful. I loved it. And just that whole ending scene where everyone's walking out into the street. I loved some of the imagery and it's kind of like it's seared into your brain, some of those things. So I love those things about it. And like I said, um, it's a far, a far cry. I don't even want to even compare this to you might also like my 10th um, episode on this list because it, it doesn't even deserve to even be by that episode. <laughs> All right, number eight, Ovation. And I love um, uh, Journey. She um, She's in Lovecraft Country and it's one of my new favorite series and I just love everything that she's in. She And I loved, I actually... Um, if you don't re- remember what she was on from years ago as a child actor, she, um, I'm dating myself, but she was on Full House. She played the, uh, the friend of, uh, Stephanie and, you know, all of them. And, you know, they just, they just were friends. And that's where I remember her first as being a, uh, a child actor, probably 10, 11 years old, uh, back then. And then I, um, I did, I saw, then I discovered her. Uh, some years later on Underground, which was a show that was on um, uh, WGN, which they uh, they got taken over by Fox. And of course, shows like that got canceled. Well, that's another story for another day. I'm still bitter about that because it ended season two on a cliffhanger. And I loved that. And I wish someone would actually pick that up. And it was actually a lot of it was filmed uh, here in my hometown of Savannah, so a lot of it was filmed in this area, so kind of like took that to um, to heart a little bit, but anyway, um, and then of course she's on Lovecraft Country now, but then she did this uh, episode of the Twilight Zone ovation, which is about a singer, and she gets this coin, and gets these magical powers, and you know, basically drives them crazy to a certain extent, and of course there's this huge twist, I, I like this episode, um, and I just don't know why some people are so hard on this episode. They'll put this episode on, you know, one of their worst episodes. But I just I just didn't find it. You know, it was just a simple story. It was, um, and maybe just because I dislike Journey and what she did with it. But there were a lot of things that, you know, it could have been tied up and buttoned up a little bit more um, within the episode. But that's all, with all that being said, you know. The episode did what it needed to do. It had the big twist. Definitely felt like a Twilight Zone. And just there was some dark comedy within it with the surgery table and basically someone being operated on, eating up and clapping. Just dark moments like that that were funny. And it was just one of those episodes. I just, you know, it just suited me well. And I think it suited a lot of people well with some of the dark comedy. Because if you know Jordan Peele... He does dark comedy extremely well. Sometimes a little bit too well. <laughs> okay, so now we're going to head to the next episode, number seven, Downtime, which is episode number two in um, this season. And this was actually the um, one of my favorite episodes um, 
also and of course it has um oh, what's her name i can't remember i can never remember her name but i first saw her um of course she plays on the deadpool movies um but uh, this is gonna kill me i'm gonna have to look up the name and come back <laughs> but um well we'll do that later but um the actress uh, she did very well and it was another actress uh, actor um which played her husband um he was actually on um one of the Walking Dead uh, spinoffs. Uh, he plays one of the main characters um, up until recently, and um, I was surprised to see him because I could, you know, you can hear his his voice because he has a very distinct voice, and you can you can really hear um, hear his voice. But I like the way they did this whole um, setup for it, as if this is just a this is just a simulation to to a certain extent and this is just the downtime and their reality really isn't reality it, it goes down a rabbit hole and i loved the whole concept of this episode and you know you have the fixtures come in it almost almost had some feelings of the matrix i just loved this this whole uh whole thing and that this this person was actually someone else and you know and i just loved the way they built this whole world and there were some similarities between this and a human face the uh the neighborhoods and you and as you watch it you you know it's kind of like it brings back like they have like some old cars in the back it's almost like this trying to recreate this 60s suburban vibe throughout the the neighborhoods while keeping it modern which is a very very uh, tricky balance which I think they did very well and if you look at these episodes again you'll see a lot of that within it and that was one of the things that I, I thought was um, was done uh, uh, in, a, in a magnificent way which uh, hasn't been done uh, since within the series but it's it's done pretty well of course we see a lot of that in replay in season one where they did a lot of the diner um, throwback and things like that all right, so we're going to go to uh, episode, um, actually, number six on my list, which is called Among the Untrodden. This was episode five. And this was, uh, this was a magical journey which turned out to be something completely different, which is what I loved about uh, this episode. Now, Among the Untrodden is about these girls in a school and one, you know, basically is introduced and she is, you know, feels somewhat out of place and for good reason, as we found out later on. But uh, there's uh, one uh, part of this uh, episode that is really telling on basically what's going to happen um, in the rest of the episode, um, the story was well told. Uh, it was intriguing. It was creepy. The, the the imagery, of course, again was just outstanding. And just the just the entire build up of these these characters, and then the letdown of the characters. And ah, there's just so many things in this episode. I'm just gonna you know save it to my uh, Patreon page uh, over later um, to talk about this more uh, in depth but anyway I'm, I'm gonna jump to episode number excuse me um number five which is called number eight which is episode number six <laughs> so this is a little bit weird and strange but um yeah so i like this episode a lot of people didn't like this episode but it definitely 
made my my top five. I just love the whole element of the uh, the octopus uh, being highly intelligent, and they're just so. Of course, they're this was all about uh, animal animal rights and things like that, and just us, you know, wreaking havoc on the uh, the set the um, the environment itself, and um, these characters. Uh, I actually like some of the characters and then some of them were like uh just off-putting from the very beginning and maybe that's what it was supposed to be and this was definitely a, a different take on on aliens itself all right um i'm gonna jump to number four uh which is called try try and this is episode number nine this was one of my favorite episodes because it just uh it just it was very smartly written um it had some Groundhog Day elements to it, and it just built and built your uh, the excitement that you had for the for the episode itself. And I like this episode because of just between the two characters, the chemistry, of course, was there um, between the actors, but it really built itself, and it was very smart in the story that it was telling. And then we get this uh, this this ending that is not necessarily you know, kind of like unresolved as some of them sometimes may be, or it just left so wide open. But this was like a definite uh, uh, ending in what what happened and what was going to happen. And I really liked this, and I like the way they changed up the perspective. You thought one was good and one was bad, and you just didn't know what was what until nearly, you know, a little bit over halfway through. And a lot of the dynamic and the uh, relationship changed because you thought it was going one place and it went somewhere completely different. But I love this because it was real, well written, well produced, well directed. Uh, everything about the entire episode was just um, was just spot on. All right. Number three, a small town. And this was coming from uh, one of the uh, Wayne's um, brothers or sons, rather, at this point. That's kind of weird to say that because I'm, like, up there with the Wayne uh, brothers in their age group now. Well, at least the younger ones, anyway. But it's <laughs> it's really, really, um, really weird um, to have seen him on the screen not playing something uh comedic but something dramatic which he did very well and that's what lends very well to this episode just this whole small town feeling and him trying to change things it was just a simple premise and we get right to the meat of the story almost within the first uh eight to ten minutes we get right to the meat of the story and what's going on we see the tragedy that's happening and and just uh just it's just very very simple but it's so complex in what it's trying to say and what it's doing and we're, you know, we're kind of like brought back to the whole small town feel and, you know, just, you know, taking advantage of small towns and not really listening to what they want because we have these politicians come in. So and to change up everything. And that was, you know, some of what they touched on in this episode. But I really loved this episode. It was like a really feel good episode that I can watch over and over again. All right. Number two, The Who of You, which was um, episode three in season two, which was a mind blowing episode, which was just all over the place. It was just wonderful. The acting was great. 
the just the way they took on the different personas, the, the, the different actors, and they kind of like kept that same character through all the the different uh, actors. It was it was just great. I just thought that you know, and of course Billy Porter was on there, and he does his thing, and he did his thing pretty well. And from the beginning of it, you know, before you see this, you think this episode is all about him, but it's not. He's kind of like a conduit for other things that happened within this episode. And I loved the way they just uh, they just brought all of that out. And this the addicts is, is superb. You just have to watch this episode, and this is one of the episodes I can watch over and over again. And it gets a little bit confusing, so you kind of like have to really watch and see. But it's a good confusing. It's one that 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 brings out a lot of uh, uh, great elements with with and for the uh, story uh, telling all right now we are at my number one favorite and this is episode one from season one and it's called meet in the middle and really I had I think a lot of this had to do with mental illness which is what a lot of the Twilight Zone the newer Twilight Zone iteration of it actually is covering and this just the 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 look on uh, the characters, the main characters' face, and just the expressions without having to uh, talk and really react with anyone else for most of the episode, except for what's in his mind and what we're hearing on screen in his mind, and just the facial expressions and just that expressiveness. It was just wonderfully crafted. I mean, this was one of the and this the the ending is just so satisfying, but at the same time, it's open ended it's like is it mental illness or is this actually happening and is this person actually hearing or seeing this or this this person just went crazy and just saw somebody on the internet we don't know and i loved that they the way they did all uh all of that but anyway this is where i'm going to end this episode uh and you know these are some of my favorite episodes um from this uh from the new iteration of the twilight zone of course from my from my favorite to least favorite but um yeah so that's all i got to say about these episodes and i have nothing else to really uh talk about on them um we'll at some point um i'll have some of the stuff that's on patreon come over to um to this particular podcast for the because i'm doing all the uh the new stuff over there and i'm keeping the uh the old classic stuff here but this is kind of like one of the few things i'm gonna you know do uh, as far as the new new uh twilight zone uh here so every once in a while i'll throw something on here new but um if you want to uh, hear a lot of the new stuff if you are interested in that then you can go over to uh, my patreon uh, page over there um the like um between like shadow science and superstition and check all of that out that's uh separate content so i'm doing some uh stuff over there as well so i'll see you guys uh see you guys next time